welcome into Monday Night Quarterback here on Halloween as we take a look back at Fordham's 58-37 loss to Lehigh. Drew Casey, Pat Costello. We start the show as we always do with head coach Andrew Breiner. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, guys. How are you? Good, good. Yeah, can't complain. Coach, a, a, a tough start uh, to Lehigh. Let's just start from the beginning. Did, did you sense that maybe there was something a bit off before the game even started by any chance? No, no, I did not. I, I thought, again, we had a, a, a solid week of preparation. I, I knew the, the team was excited to play the game. Um, we, we went out and, uh, and, and got beat. Uh, hats off to Lehigh. They did some things uh, that, that uh, were very, very productive, um, and, and we didn't play good enough football to win the game. The first drive of the game, you guys stall out offensively uh, with penalties. It was become became first and twenty five, I think, after a hold and a and a false start or illegal formation penalty uh, in there as well. How frustrating was that, especially after you got two first downs and we're right, I think right at midfield or right near it. Extremely frustrating. That that to me, and it happened on the second drive exactly, as well. Yeah. Um, you know that that is not winning football. Uh, that is not the standard that that we have on on the offensive side of the ball or the team for that matter, um, to be behind the sticks, to use a coach expression, uh, becomes very, very challenging. Uh, and you can't dig yourself out of that hole very often. And when you're playing a quality team like Lehigh on the road, uh, to put yourself in a hole that you have to dig out of um, is a recipe for losing the football game. Coach, Kevin Anderson returned this week, and he seemed, at least from our perspective, consistent on anything that was short. But when he had to go down the field 15 yards or more, seemed a little bit off there. Is that something you saw too? Yeah, there were certainly uh, excuse me, plays to be had down the field that for one reason or another uh, they fell incomplete. Um, you know, Yes, there, there were some throws down the field that were not exactly where they needed to be. There were some throws down the field that were where they needed to be and weren't completed. Drew Casey, Pat Costello here with head coach Andrew Briner on Monday Night Quarterback. Coach, with all the things that didn't go your guys' way in the first quarter, after one, it, it was just 16-6. So it was a 10-point game. What was the message to the to the team after that first 15 minutes? The the message was we're in a one one score or, or close close to a one score game. Uh, I know eventually got 16-9, yep, real quick uh, I in believe, the and, and got to a, a one score game. So uh, we were in it, uh, and and we were where we expected to be uh, to to be in a ball game. Um, and you know, ultimately uh, couldn't couldn't keep it within that range for for a variety of reasons. Towards the end of the second quarter, it seemed like the momentum started to shift towards Lehigh's favor. Was there one play in particular that you can think of that you really felt that at all? Or there, there are a couple instances that I can think of. Um, you know, on both sides of the ball, obviously a turnover on offense uh, will hurt you, especially in that part of the field. Uh, de- defensively, uh, when when we did get the stop. Um, and to see a penalty flag on the field um, that that you know negated our stop and gave them an automatic first down, um, th- those are the the plays that that I think really swung the momentum in, in one direction. By no means are those the plays that lost the game. Uh, that was a, a collective collective effort, um, but but those were momentum swingers for sure. Get into the second half, down by four scores at the break, and. It looks like the first, ha- the second half rather starts with in, in a positive way with, with with what looks like a sack, but then personal foul for the face mask comes in. How how deflating was that right away out of the second half? 
you know, what was deflating was to, to have them take the ball, go score, um, and us not be able to, to answer the score. My message to uh, the team was that it is a four-score game. We are going to have more than four possessions in this half. Uh, we have to maximize each and every one of those defensively. we got to got to hold them to, to a, a second-half shutout or at most give up one score. Um, and offensively, we needed to score every possession. And, you know, within the first two possessions of the second half, we had not reached those those goals. One of the things that, well, really the main thing that they did really well was run the ball. It seemed like any time they ran the ball, they were gaining positive yards. It ended up with six touchdowns from their running back and quarterback combined. Why were they so successful? Uh, they, they executed their scheme extremely well. Um, they have talented football players, and we did not execute our defensive scheme to the level that, that we needed to. Coach, last question here before we look ahead to, to Colgate. The fourth quarter, you guys outscored them 21-7. Granted, the, the situations and personnel was, was a little bit different on the Lehigh side of things. But but do you look at that fourth quarter as sort of a jumping-off point into bouncing back and, and moving ahead with Colgate this weekend? Yeah, I I, I was certainly proud that uh, that the the team continued to compete. Um, and, and, you know, 21-7 is is great uh, unfortunately too little too late um but yes uh, certainly certainly proud that the guys continued to compete uh given the deficit coach thanks so much we will look ahead in just a bit thanks a lot now time for x's and o's here on monday night quarterback the weekly segment that we take an inside look with one of the position coaches at fordham and this week it's joe davis the qb coach and coach thanks for joining us welcome to the show well i appreciate you guys having me on and and uh, definitely appreciate all the coverage that you provide to uh to our young student athletes well thanks very much coach and it was a rough one this past weekend a three touchdown loss to lehigh as the game goes on and you trailed by 10 after one and the, the deficit became a bit larger uh, through the second and third quarter, what what did you see uh, that, that really wasn't just going right? Well, I just, you know, you run you run over 50 plays in the first half and, uh, you know, the numbers speak for themselves. That should equate to four or five scores. I mean, it really should. When you're on pace to run over 100 plays as an offense in a football game, uh, you should be ticking. So, you know, I, and I think it's plagued us a little bit this year, Drew, is our inability to finish drives in the red zone uh, with touchdowns. Uh, I think we knew going into that game Saturday that uh, field goals and, and stalled out drives is not going to beat a team like Lehigh. And really, as an offense, we have a responsibility uh, when when you're facing a high a high scoring attack such as that football team, we have a responsibility to stop the bleeding ourselves. And that's by matching them score for score. Uh, you know, there's a human element to this game that when you when you can match those guys score for score, uh, you know, wild things start to happen in that first half. But but there's no question it, it began to snowball there, and and uh, and we're playing playing a lot of catch up. In light of the plan and you know staying on the sticks, as you were mentioning there, was it how frustrating was it on those first two offensive drives that they stalled out? because of what you guys did yourselves with, with some penalties that didn't go your way. How frustrating was that? Yeah, there's no question. I mean, when, when you have those self-inflected wounds, uh, whether it be penalties or turnovers, which, which we've done a heck of a job this year protecting the football, uh, it is frustrating. It really is. And uh, uh, to see 
to see sort of the shoulda, coulda, wouldas that come mm-hmm. out of a game like that, especially what with what was on the line, you know, from a uh, from a Patriot League standpoint, is is disappointing. Uh, but I think the positive, and you try to move ahead because you never know. As I told our players, right? You know, I've been a part of this game at all three different levels. There are some wacky things that mm-hmm. happen late in the year in conference races. So uh, a little bit out of our control now. But what we can control is is doing everything we can do to prepare to beat Colgate this week. Kevin Anderson was back this week after missing last week's game. How tough is it to come into a game after missing a week of those game reps? You know, I think it does present some challenges, um, and I'm sure Coach Briner has mentioned on here before. I mean, we all believe in Kevin so much as a player, as a person. Uh, I don't think there was any doubt from the coaching staff all the way down to the the last man on the roster that he was going to be prepared to play this football game. Uh, so to come out slow is a little bit disappointing, but I think as we move forward and going to Colgate this week, to see the way that he finished in the second half, going 11 for 12 and with three scores in the second half, you know, we, we would say as coaches a little bit uh, you know, too, too little too late, uh, but, uh, but do everything we can do to, to build on that going into this week. Pat mentioned the game that Kevin missed, so that means somebody else played at the quarterback position mm-hmm. that, you got, that you work with uh, on a daily basis. Luke Medlock goes for two, two and a half quarters before getting sidelined with injury. Then Colton Smith helps lead the team to victory. How proud of your group of guys that week were you getting still getting that win against Georgia? Yeah, that was exciting to see. And, and uh, you know, I challenged those guys. I challenged Luke. You know, we've had a lot of NFL scouts come to practice here, here to, to evaluate some of our young men. And I said, here's a challenge for you. I want these scouts to be able to come to our practice and not know who the starting quarterback is. Is it seven or is it 14? That's the challenge for you just in terms of how you perform every day at practice, and you have to have an expectation that you're, that you're one play away. So, you know, Luke came in and started that game hot. That was great to see. Colton being able to come off the bench cold, and, and obviously when you get into a situation with a younger quarterback and a guy that's your third guy and you got Chase Edmonds sitting back there, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're going to ride him out, which we did. But, but Colton managed the game, and, and to get out of Georgetown there with, with a win I, I think was, was a big positive. And, and I think just from a depth standpoint, we'll pay big dividends for this program in the future now having three guys that, that have a little bit of taste of Saturdays. Coach, I want to jump back to the Lehigh game real quick. Uh, as a quarterback's coach, how impressed with were were you with their quarterback, Shifnisky? Uh, he did a little bit of everything. Yeah, he's a, he's a heck of a player, and and they've they've had a little bit of the magic dust on quarterbacks this year. You know, the backup Mays has played quite a bit. He came in and threw one pass for a touchdown. I know against us, uh, but uh, and we said, you know, and, and really in this league, and I think being being a, a league that traditionally has very strong offenses, as the quarterback goes, you go a little bit. And, and, uh, and obviously, uh, uh, Nick's, Nick's caught fire this year, and, and the Lehigh coaching staff has done a heck of a job with him. Uh, and, and so we knew, we knew, we knew that we were going to have to play great football on Saturday and, and obviously just, just did not get that done from a consistency standpoint on Saturday afternoon. You also mentioned a bit earlier, Coach, uh, about Kevin in the second half with, with the impressive numbers, 11 for 12, three touchdowns. Did, did something change that you noticed, or the passes were just more complete in that second half? Yeah, you know, I don't know if there was a big change as much as just a, a really a consistency in execution. And, uh, you know, and I, and I tell the quarterbacks, you know, you, when things go well, they're going to get a lot of praise, and when things don't go well, they're going to get a lot of blame. And, and uh, uh, you know, in the first half, for a lot of different reasons, you know, things weren't clicking, whether it be a, a route or a read or a protection or a down distance or a penalty. 
Uh, that's why this is such a, such a great game that we play in coaching is is because it takes all eleven guys. But uh, was was just impressed to see even though the score was what it was early in the third that we didn't quit, we didn't give up. There was there was a lot of fight left in us, and and I got challenged this guy to say at this point you don't look at the scoreboard, you can only score one touchdown at a time. Let's go out there and let's make the most of this thing until the clock goes zero. Coach, a little bit of a side note here on a personal note. You were mentioning before we came on that in college you you were in the into the radio and TV thing. As yeah. I lose my voice a little bit here, Adrian College in Michigan. Right. What was uh what was that uh, leaning like? Well, I can tell you from from my family and I we're from the Midwest and uh, in our kitchen we live in Yonkers here. WFUV is a, is a staple in our kitchen ah. all the time. I mean, we love all the different music and programming. Uh, my dad was in radio and, and television for a long time, and I went, went to college really with the broadcast thought to mm-hmm. be in radio or in television and, and did a couple internships with Fox Sports and a WDFN in Detroit, which is a local sports talk radio station. And, uh, you know, I tell my parents this. Uh, I tried to delay getting a real job as long as I possibly could. <laughs> I got bit by the coaching bug, and, and here I sit. But uh, got a lot of respect for what you guys do and the passion that you have, and, and uh, there's no question it's a heck of a lot of fun doing what you do. Oh, it certainly is, and, and, and thank you, Coach. How? What about Fordham from the coaching perspective uh, appeal to you as this is uh, your first season uh, here with the Rams? Yeah, well, what a great challenge, you know, and, and I think in our profession – uh, you, you know, you're attracted, number one, to people. You want to be around people that share a similar mindset as you. Uh, people that uh, in our job are, are going to be very intentional about developing these players into the men that they want to be. And, and the wins, in my opinion, and the records and the statistics, uh, they take care of themselves if the players know that the coaches absolutely care about them. So Coach Brian and I shared some background, just, just meeting on the recruiting trails and shared a lot of the same philosophies when it came to offensive football and quarterback play. Um, and so when this opportunity presented itself, and in addition to be able to, to, to come to New York City, I think was was very, very attractive. And and uh, I, I hope that uh, I can continue to, to be a small part of of progressing this program forward as we continue to, to try to gain national prominence from a football standpoint. Coach, last question here on Monday night, quarterback. Looking ahead for Colgate this week, what's the biggest key to having the guys all up and ready, firing on all cylinders, and going undefeated at home? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Boy, I tell you what, Drew, we got a heck of a heck of a task this week. I mean, this is a, this is a great defense. Uh, this is a team that's 3-4 and four record is, is very deceiving. Uh, you know, they, they've played some tough folks when you talk about the Syracuses and the Richmonds of the world early on and uh, just just really a team that has focused on stopping the run, which is what we have been so productive at this year. So, you know, I, I look at it from our position standpoint as quarterbacks, and I think the challenge is uh, that they're, they're going to be very, very keen, as most teams are, on, on stopping Chase Edmonds. I don't know that you do stop him, but I think that we're going to need a great production early in the passing game, you know, from an offensive standpoint, I don't know that in this game you're going to be able to take two or three quarters to find your way. We're going to have to really come out very efficient, all 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 cylinders firing, uh, and be able to put some points on the board early on these guys. Coach, uh, we enjoyed it. Thank you very much for joining us, and, and best of luck uh, this coming weekend. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a great night.
All right, now time for Inside the Huddle here on Monday Night Quarterback Halloween Edition as we look back at Fordham's 58-37 loss to Lehigh. Drew Casey, Pat Costello, now joined by Justin Vaughn and Jorge Solano. Guys, thanks for joining us here on Monday. No problem. No thanks problem. for having us. All right, guys, a, a tough loss over the weekend to Lehigh, down by uh, 21 points, 58-37 to the final. What um, what went wrong from your perspective, guys? Um, Honestly, I just feel like well, we were the better team, mm -hmm. um, but I think they just out-prepared us. Gotcha, okay. That's how I feel like what happened. Yeah, when it came down to it, they, they just executed their scheme better than better than we did. So, I mean, it was a tough loss. We just got to go back and learn from it, move mm -hmm. on. It's in the past now. I mean, good luck to them for the rest of their season. Mm -hmm. But <clears throat> that's in the past now. We got we got to start preparing for Colgate now. Justin, one of the things that I think surprised me and Drew most definitely was how good their running game was. Is that something that you guys expected out of them? Uh, they had that high-powered receiving core, and their quarterback's good, but they ended up with six rushing touchdowns. Yeah, that's something that uh, our coaches harped on this week, and they're like, we got to stop their run game. They're going to try and run the ball against us, and that's just we didn't, we didn't get it done. They just out-executed us up front, and they were just able to finish. When you guys, you know, Goodman Stadium is a very difficult place to play, and, and the last time you guys were there in 2014 was the first time that Fordham had, had won at, at, at that facility. Is, is that, you know, when you step onto that field and, and see that crowd, what's uh, what's going through your mind? There were more people than a, a traditional the Fordham game in the house. Um, honestly, that's not what I'm, what I'm worried about. I just step on the field, my helmet's on, it's go time from that point. I mean, it's nice. You see the crowd, cool atmosphere, it's a great stadium. Mm -hmm. uh, Pre-game, it's cool to take all that stuff in, but as soon as it's time to go, I, if personally for me, the crowd's out of it. It's it. just me and, and Lehigh and my man who i got to go against. Cool. Jorge, when met Justin just mentioned it, it's time to move on. Mm -hmm. Forget about that. The guy's got a game against Colgate, then you play Holy Cross, then you play Bucknell, and who knows what happens. Yep. What Was it difficult to turn the page on Sunday, or are you guys you're roaring to go with that more energy going forward? I mean, it was definitely difficult. Uh, to us, we expected to win that game and mm -hmm. as seniors we obviously want to win yeah. the Patriot League and finish strong but it happened and we just got to push forward like Justin said and mm -hmm. just prepare better and just finish strong for and, pride. And Justin just jumping back to the game real quick how impressed were you with Shavnisky? I mean he seemed like everything was going his way a little bit you know he couple rushing touchdowns couple TD passes as as much as things might have not gone well for you, it seemed like he was just really good that day. Yeah, he's a great athlete, and there was a couple lucky plays that he got, a couple bombs that went his way, and that one fumble he picked up and, and took off on, that was a, a lucky bounce. And he's a great athlete. Can't take anything away from him. Justin, how pleased were you, though, just in general, not, not necessarily related to, to the Lehigh game, that you were able to, to come back from injury so quickly? It looked like a pretty rough injury. I believe it was, again, the game before. Was it the Lafayette game where yeah. you went down and then missed the next game and then come back right away? How, how happy were you that you were able to get back? Oh, words can't even describe it. It was just, it it was hard just watching the second half of that Lafayette game, watching mm -hmm. watching everyone battle all week through practice and, and go in the Yale game and compete and, and get that win. And then finally being able to put my helmet on that Sunday after Yale, it was, it's, it's a, I don't know how to describe it. It's just a great mm -hmm. feeling. It's just happy, extremely happy. Jorge, I'm going to pose a similar question to you. <laughs> I kind of feel like you saw this one coming when Drew asked it, but you've been sidelined with some injuries in since you've been here, really. Mm -hmm. uh, but you got your first touchdown mm -hmm. the other day versus Lehigh. What was that moment like? Well, being out for two years and just watching my team go on the sidelines is probably the hardest thing I've ever had to deal with.
Um, and that feeling when I scored uh, this past game was it was incredible. Like I didn't even we were down, and I was I wasn't as happy as I sh- should have been because we were losing. But it's just it's indescribable. It's honestly it's been since freshman year. It's been three years since I've been in the end zone, and I just hope it keeps coming. Guys, as 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 seniors, you're, you're both smiling now hearing that story. As seniors, what do you think the biggest key is to, to finishing this season strong? Still three games, and, and a lot can happen in FCS football. You guys know that as well as we do. What's the biggest key to, to, to getting that rebound win this weekend and then two more? Getting everyone on the same page. Because mm-hmm. personally, I don't think um, coming in as a freshman or a sophomore, you really know what play every play like it's your last means or unless you've had a serious like season-ending injury. It's hard to convince the guys of that urgency. So Jorge... He's had it with the with the ACLs and and now he's a senior. I've had it with I had a couple surgeries. I would miss the game and now that we're seniors, it's like we gotta go. Like it's the season is over. Like we're only guaranteed three more games. And some of the guys maybe they're thinking, oh, you know, we'll get them next year. But like for us, there is no next year. So we just gotta get everyone on that page. So this week, it's gonna be a big week getting everyone getting everyone on that page to, to go. There is no tomorrow. There is no next season. It's it's right right here, right now, this play. And then we just got to get everyone to that to that point. And, then, and there's no looking ahead to Yankee Stadium, right? It's it's Colgate, right? Colgate right now? Yeah, we take one game at a time, one practice at a time, and that's how that's how it should be. And I talked to Manny at AAA earlier. I ran mm-hmm. into him walking across campus, and he said that he felt like this was a bit of a, of a revenge can't talk excuse me of a revenge game after Mm. the result last year do you guys feel that way too I mean we do owe them something that's what we feel like you know but they're a great team it's gonna be a good game it's gonna be a four-quarter game um but hopefully we come out on top that we put the time in this week to prepare more than more than they did we come out on top all right guys fun question to end it we always do it we found out through these questions that Chase Edmonds loves strawberry waffles or french toast he didn't know which one he liked more but that was one of the questions that we've gotten out of this um, let's go, what do you think, video games this week, Pat, or, mm. or what do you got, what do you, it's a Monday, what do you guys like to do on a Monday? Video games. Video, video games. games. All right, Madden, is, is that fair? Who, who wins? Between. Between you two. Oh, me. 100%. Okay. Madden, uh, FIFA, ooh. Call of Duty. Okay, um, hold on, I gotta November, time out. November 4th, <laughs> he can, he might 4th, get me. November 4th, Master comes out, it's already <laughs> pre-ordered, um, <laughs> Yeah, you know no, I mean? FIFA, Madden, he'll give me Call of Duty. Uh, okay. It's a different story. <laughs> and it is Halloween, so I got to ask, what's your favorite Halloween candy? My favorite Halloween candy, oh, Snickers. Man. Twix bar. Mm. Twix oh, bar. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Fair enough. I like the M&M's. But I, <laughs> I, can, M&M's. I, can I like oh, M&M's, true. too. Uh, I, there's a, I'm not, I shouldn't tell this story on the air, but uh, there's a story. When I was younger, I was at like a diner with my dad for lunch, and he went to the bathroom and left me there with his friend who was there and always there and whatever, and he came back, and I had M&M's up my <laughs> nose and he was just freaking out so ever since then i've been an m&m guy i think yeah i'm a fan of m&ms too there we go there we go we got it we got it out of <laughs> it's all about the reese's cups oh, we're not that's gonna keep it that's, that's good um reese's or reese's no we'll leave it there we'll leave it there we'll leave that one open <laughs> <laughs> guys thanks very much for for joining us here on monday night quarterback we'll see you throughout the rest of the season all right, thank, thank you, you very so much, much. Back here to wrap up Monday Night Quarterback with a look ahead with head coach Andrew Bryan, Andrew Casey, Pat Costello still here with you. Coach, after a, a tough loss to Lehigh, you lose by 21. How do you refocus the team as you start to prepare for Colgate this weekend? 
Yeah, you know, it started it started on Sunday uh, by by sitting down and taking a look at where the mistakes were made. Uh, we talk about every Sunday, win or lose, that we turn on the the film from from Saturday and we walk out of the film room better football players and a better team uh, for having watched the film. So the the focus on learning and, and growth. Um, and, and you know, I told him there's not a whole lot of time to uh, to lick your wounds here because uh, mm-hmm. we have a very 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 quality football team coming into town on senior day last home game of the year um so I, i'm i'm confident the 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 guys are going to bounce back emotionally uh and it'll it'll come down to to execution as it always does coach on sunday the the weather was a little bit iffy yesterday forces you guys to to go inside stay inside what uh what does that do def- differently to, to start the prep week if anything Nothing major changes the speed at which we practice. Um, you know, we don't have an indoor practice facility uh, with a turf surface. We we have the Lombardi gym, which is a sport court service. So we have to slow down on that a little bit. Um, but as far as what we get done, it, it's very similar. And coach, looking at Colgate, what are some of their strongest aspects that you need to maybe? tighten up the screws a little bit going into the game yeah without a doubt um when you look at the Colgate offense uh they are an offense that over the last several years uh has a a a very good reputation deservedly so for running the football um they they have a great scheme it's a little bit unique um and they operate it and execute it at a high level they are throwing the ball a little bit more this year um so we're gonna have to you know first stop the run on the defensive side of the ball and defend the pass uh on on their defense side of the ball they are stout against the run they're actually ranked fourth in the country right now uh in in run defense um obviously it'll be a, a an exciting matchup of of top 10 rushing offense versus top 10 rushing defense uh and, and we're gonna have to continue to work to be to make explosive plays in the in the past game so it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great football game this is a good football team uh we are a good football team um have the utmost respect for coach hunt and his staff and his players, um, they're, they're a passionate group. They play physical. Uh, you know, I think you have two teams that, obviously, I, I like to think so, two teams that play the game the right way uh, that are going to go at it on Saturday. It's going to be a great matchup. Coach, last year's game was a, was a seesaw affair, back and forth. It came down to a two-point conversion to force overtime with no time on the clock, and you got two chances at it with a penalty. Would have been an incredible comeback, but still an incredible game, as, as you mentioned, and hope to see another one this weekend. But do, do you feel almost that you, you owe them something a little bit to, to get them back? With all respect to Coach Hunt and the Colgate program, sure, yeah. Um, that, that was a game that, uh, that they got us last year. They played great. Um, we, we took a while to get going. Uh, we did rally, as you mentioned, um, but, but wasn't enough. So, yeah, I, along with all the other league games of the mm-hmm. year, you, you know, I don't have one circled. Yeah. I have them all circled. Um, but, yeah, you know, they, they, they got the win last year, so anytime you lose to a conference team the year before, you, 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 you want to return the favor the following year. Uh, you mentioned uh, the quarterback and the offensive play for Colgate just a moment ago. Jake Melville is that guy, uh, another dual-threat quarterback, similarly to, to, similar to Nick Shafniski, who we saw uh, this past weekend. 
are there any similarities, or, or how do you look to, to try and slow him down this week? Yeah, they're, they're similar. Um, you know, on, on the surface level, both both you know run the ball well and and, and are productive in the pass game. Um, you know, we in, in the run game, it, it's it's about playing our assignments and, and having having people in the right places uh, in, in the pass game, um, making uh, the throws for the the quarterback challenging, um, whether it's man coverage or zone coverage, uh, tight throws force quarterbacks to be very uh, accurate uh, and on time um, so th- that'll be the challenge but yeah Jake Jake's a great player um, we, we've seen him for we saw him last year didn't see him two years ago but uh, he's a very very good football player coach I know your mentality is this week is the week we're focusing on but is the game at Yankee Stadium at all on the back of your mind a little bit it is not it is not no I I, I live one week at a time this time of year um, and, and I I I know a lot of people are really excited about it, as they should be. Um, it will be a, a tremendous uh, opportunity uh, and, and a tremendous venue to play a football game in, but, but myself and the coaching staff and the rest of the football team are solely focused on Colgate. Last question here, Coach. It's the last true home game of the season, not the last game in the Bronx, as it uh, may have worked out, but getting another win at Jack Coffee Field, how important it w- would it be to, to go undefeated at the Jack this year, six and zero. Yeah, no, we we're very proud of our home record. Um, you know, so far this year, and, and, and rolling back into the to the last four years, I, I believe uh, this would be our 29th win at, mm-hmm. at Jack Coffee. Thirty one tries, yeah. Since two thousand twelve, uh, it would be our twelfth consecutive win at home. Um, so, and, and most importantly, it's the game we got this week, um, and, and so that that is always always the focus. But yeah, we we've played really good football at home uh, this year and, and over the last several years and, and look to keep that rolling against a, a very good Colgate team. Coach, as always, thanks so much and best of luck this weekend. Thank you, guys. So we've heard from Andrew Briner, Joe Davis, Jorge Solano, and Justin Vaughn, and Andrew Briner at the very end as well here on Monday Night Quarterback tonight. Time for us to give our thoughts, Drew Casey and Pat Costello. Pat, really, it's about bouncing back a 21-point loss for the Rams, 58-37. They lose to Lehigh this past Saturday. Simply put, what do they need to to do to bounce back? They need to get great pressure on the quarterback, which is something that they did a decent job of against Lehigh, but when they'd get to him, they tended to let him slip out of the pocket and you know make plays with his feet, and that's something they'll have to limit. They'll also obviously have to just stop the run game in general. It was something that devastated them versus Lehigh. Six rushing touchdowns, which is something I've mentioned a couple times already, and 300 yards from two guys alone, so... Stopping the rush is going to be huge. Yeah, it will certainly be huge. I'm looking for the Rams to simply turn the page. They come back home where they haven't lost. We'll talk about them on the road after this next week when their final two games are away from Jack Coffee Field. But back to the normal routine. Stay normal. You're 5-0. and Don't change anything. Colgate, a big-time opponent, comes in. Remember last year in the back of your mind just a little bit. Don't overhype the game too much. It certainly is important as the Rams will need to win out and, and get some help as they uh, move forward into what they hope will still be a Patriot League championship season. And Pat will be along for the ride, and we'll do, it, we'll do this again next week. I can't wait. All right, let's do it. That'll do it for this week's edition of Monday Night Quarterback. Thanks to head coach Andrew Briner, quarterbacks coach Joe Davis, wide receiver Jorge Solano, and defensive lineman Justin Vaughn. Join us next week for another edition of Monday Night Quarterback. We'll look back at the Colgate game, preview the team's matchup with Holy Cross at Yankee Stadium. We'll have our X's and O's segment with one of the coaches and inside the huddle with some of the players. Don't forget to tune into WFUV's coverage of Fordham football as the Rams take on Colgate this Saturday, November 6th. 
It's Victory Bell Giveaway Day, and kickoff is set for 1 p.m. From Jack Coffee Field with the one-on-one pregame report live at 12.50 on 90.7 FM, WFUV.org, and WFUVSports.org. And this week's tailgate show begins at 11.30 on Saturday, only on WFUVSports.org. Until then, for Pat Costello, producer Jonah Haskell, and for executive sports producer Bob Ahrens, Drew Casey saying so long, and have a good week, everybody. Monday Night Quarterback is a presentation of WFUV Sports. We'll see you next time.